You're listening to 1590 Afterwards, the podcast where we talk about just about anything that comes up throughout our day. So what's happening today? It's, now it's Tuesday already. Yeah, we burned through this week, sort of. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Already. It's hard for, in your life and in my life, it really is, and woe is me. But a lot of times weekends don't really mean much because I'm working something or I'm doing something. And in your life, that, that comes up a lot. Yeah, it's like a constant cycle. There's no like days off or there's no real, you know, like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Other than, you know, I've got my big expo this weekend. I'm excited about that. But, but that's work yeah, to a degree. It's it something is. you love, <laughs> but it's still work. It's going to be a long day. And that's, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. And I appreciate people who say, well, I work weekends, but you might have like a Tuesday, Wednesday off. So you have your weekend play somewhere else. But mm-hmm. in, in our lives, just the way things come up, it can be really, really weird. So. It's like, what is a weekend? I'll even look at my wife sometimes and say, what day is it again? And I'm dead serious. I'll just, um, I just space. I absolutely space out because one thing into the next. Am I going to, what am I doing again? Right. It's weird. I think I do the same thing. And I think that I get the reaction I get a lot of times. I think people think I'm making up that I don't Mm -hmm. know what day it is. Where I'm like, no, but really, like it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll look at the phone and then, uh, oh, okay, now I know what I'm doing. But it is, it's strange working our schedules. It's not, it's not a gripe or a whine, but it is just different. Right. You know, it's, it's a lot different uh, when, you, when you do things like this. Also different is being in a relationship. It can be trying no matter what. And my favorite new one is just the talk of the world, and that's Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know something about the football player. I know nothing. Well, yeah, Travis Kelsey, he had a reality show a while back where he dated a bunch of contestants, kind of bachelorette style or bachelor style. I've never watched those shows, but I did <laughs> watch the Travis Kelsey one for well, a Well, at least bit. there was football in it. Yeah, right? there was football involved, and there was there was special appearances. But I don't think Mahomes came on. But it was it might have even been before Mahomes. It was pretty early. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was uh, – he struck me as the a typical jock, kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a goofy, mm-hmm. egotastic, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So, I, you know, who knows? <laughs> I think at one point you said, looks like a guy who threw a couple of kids in trash cans in high school. <laughs> yeah, Probably right. did a few of those. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what you said the first round. <laughs> Probably gave we somebody a swirly it. at some point. Whoa. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just interesting that they would get together. Now, here's the thing. I... I don't know anything about Taylor Swift, but I really like her Mm -hmm. because she seems to have done it completely uh, from a little girl that one day played the Pepsi stage at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. There are photos. And now is a worldwide entertainer who's selling 70 and 80,000 seat arenas out again and again and again. She killed it in the U.S., then she goes down to Mexico, does the same there uh, through South America, all the way out. And then she's got a European tour coming up. She's just going and going and going. He travels America, basically, as a football player. Right. How could this possibly work? Yeah, that's got to be a tough one, especially considering that every newspaper is going to point out every single thing each of them does, especially within the context of the relationship. Oh, Taylor Swift was out you know, eating late with her manager last night or whatever. I don't even know who her manager is. but <laughs> And with baseball, because I followed that closely, as you did, certainly, uh, they used to talk about the players who had a gal in every town. Oh, yeah. They just had a gal in every town. And they, they knew what, 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 and they would go from one to the other. Because I will say, well, that's wrong. 
But until that kind of temptation is thrown at you, you just have to think of anybody, and I'll go back to maybe Frank Sinatra, to Elvis, to the Beatles and the Stones, and that you got a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite basketball players, I'm not going to say his name just because I, I love the guy. I think he's an awesome, other than maybe this this part, that he, you know, married guy and girlfriend in every city, girlfriend that he kind of stayed with in every city, but you know, awesome player and somebody whose personality everybody loves, but there's just that little side of him that's, I want, I want company anytime I'm in a city. Norm MacDonald had a great bit on Tiger Woods where when they found out that it was like 45 girls, I'm pulling that number out of the sky, but it was a lot of women. And Norm said, now, um, he's actually a lot more loyal than a guy who cheats once because he said, let's do the math here. What was your opportunity what was your opportunity in your life? Like you're a regular guy, you're an accountant. How many times did a, a woman really hit on you? And he says, okay, you cheated once and you got hit on 10 times. Right. He said, let's do the math with Tiger Woods. A handsome guy, multimillionaire, greatest golfer of all time. How many times do you think he was hit upon? And how many times did he cheat? He is at point oh oh one three, and you're at... 1.6. So you cheated more than Tiger. I love Norm did such a great bit exactly. on that. But there's truth in that for I, a man or for a woman. I had the, I don't want to go too far into all this kind of stuff because being an autograph hound, you see things every once in a while. And uh, I remember one time we were at a fancy hotel in Sacramento, and the Lakers were in town, and Shaq of all people, giant Shaq comes walking down the the stairway. It comes, he comes down and there, there's like this, this banquet going on and there's people that are, you know, they're business people and it, it, it all seemed very, very uppity and all that stuff. When there was a woman that saw Shaq, she was young, attractive, probably had lots of prospects, probably had a good job. She dropped her dress completely to, and asked him to sign her chest. And I mean, dropped the dress all the way down. And the autograph hounds were all standing here looking like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is the best night in autograph hound history. <laughs> But that's what they get all the time. And then funny guys, God rest his soul, Eddie Money. I don't know if you ever worked in and around him, but he used to come in here. He was a hoot. He was funny. He was energetic. He was kind. But uh, uh, back then, the boss's wife came in, who was a very, very attractive woman. He just starts going and going and going and going and going. And we're looking over and says, boss's wife. He goes, yeah, you know. And he just, it's, that was his thing. At that point, he had to be in his late 50s. This is a while back, and it's that type of thing. So getting back to original topic, when you're that big, when you're that special, dude. Yeah, and if you look at Kelsey, and he's bigger now. Like, he, they, they mm -hmm. just they said his jersey's now, like, with the number three, which oh, is yeah. going to change within the month. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the biggest by the end of the month, I'm sure. Um, but Trav, but he's, got, he's got all this attention, all the newspapers. More people know what his face looks like. You're going to have more people looking your way, buddy. Yeah, and the one that's I'm going to be the one to break him. You know, there's the other thing that happens there, and it really does. My buddy Bert Kreischer had a story I heard him tell on a. And Bert, I've worked with, I worked with Bert a lot. And Bert, he's now, you know, he had the movie where Mark Hamill played his dad. He's like what you would call as about as famous as you can get, right? And I worked with him a lot, and he was very adamant. He's like, he's like, I don't put myself in positions where I could cheat on my wife because I, it's really important to me that I don't. And it was that was his big thing. And there were times where. He would say, hey, can you come stay the night with me because I don't trust the so-and-so because they, they've been kind of giving me attention. I don't want them, you know, knocking on my door in the middle of the night. He told and with us, you, it's not cheating. Well, no, it's because I'm just I'm friendly. 
I'm not taking you away. I'm just I'm just adding to the experience. But hike <laughs> around a slippery stream, you might fall in. Yeah, he he had one uh, show where he had talked about uh, it was a stage his one of his comedy shows, and he's talking about how he doesn't cheat on his wife. And the lady said, "I'm I'll I'm going to change that." A beautiful woman, attractive woman, and she went up to his room and she's knocking on his room. He tells the story in a podcast that how he he's like, "I never let her in." He goes, "But I woke up laying next to the door." <laughs> wow. So that tells you how like how tempting that could be, especially sure. when your heart's in the place of uh-huh. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I'm going to set up every fail safe possible to make sure that it doesn't happen. Is this why we love Keanu? Yep. Yeah. Allegedly when and I've seen photos, even when he's taking a photo with a girl, no matter what, he, he always makes sure like his, he doesn't do the hand around and he's nice enough to take the photo. But apparently that dude is, uh, he's tra- and he's probably had opportunity in his life. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I just think <laughs> it's a fascinating part of the business where people can say, oh, that pizza. But then you got to say. Yeah. So sometimes it's it's the pressure. Sometimes it's just giving mm-hmm. into that pressure. It's yep. not the same for somebody, like you said, somebody working on a telephone pole that, not, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You have to go out and seek that kind of attention. Definitely not the same. So. As we go through, um, Taylor Swift is uh, remarkable. Yeah. She really is. I don't know any songs by her, but when I saw the show that she did, there was one thing. They have this long runway that, that she goes up and down. There's a point where she dives into something, and they show like she's swimming through. And I don't know how they did it, but it's this great illusion. And you think, man, this this woman threw some money at her show. And she's doing like 30 songs a night. So... Uh, she's probably working harder than he is. Probably. You know, when it comes down to it, she's, pro- and she's probably more athletic. Remember what she did with, uh, with the, the truck drivers on her tour? Mm-mm. You didn't hear this? Every big rig t- truck driver on her tour got $100,000 on a bonus. Wow. $100,000 on a bonus for the U.S. tour. That's life-changing Here money. you go. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Don't you wish you could drive a big truck? Because she paid well anyway, but she did that on top of it. So, so cool. it's a woman to admire. We'll see what happens. But already, we won't even talk about some of the uh, like memes we've seen. Uh, but they're. What about the conspiracies of her being a Philadelphia Eagles fan who is is going in and basically Trojan horsing the uh, the Chiefs by getting in and <laughs> I would like that. her more I would like her yeah, more I, know, I think right? I would like her more yeah that that's better than than the other side that's good I had not heard that well we know Eagles fans are kind of poopy I mean they you know they have to grease the light pole so people don't climb up on the mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Philly and I saw an Eagles shirt even though I think this fits maybe with the Raiders a little more uh us against everyone Right. Yeah. When you they they have that feeling, and Bill Burr did the legendary. uh, Oh yeah. On stage, which is one of my favorite bits ever, because he I got five minutes, and then he just kept going and going. And what was the the great line about the Rocky statue? Oh, it was like something about him being a a fake hero or whatever. You've got a white boxer fake hero statue and nothing for Joe Lewis. Right. What a great line. (laughs) Yeah, but he and the Philly people are tough. Yeah, they are. Notoriously. Yeah, they like throwing batteries and snowballs and stuff. Okay, let's pop quiz. Collectors. What from the – any Philadelphia team? Well, you got uh, Dr. J. Yeah, well, the, right Certainly. now Jalen Hurts is one of the top okay, things so in the business, moving. being the quarterback of the of the Eagles, okay. and they're and I think they're still undefeated. So. Okay, so he he's working good. He has a ring from, the, is he from that? 
team. But yeah, he's Eagles. from the yeah. He didn't. Won, they didn't how many win. Years but yeah. ago? How many? Years oh no, ago no. Jalen Hurts is the current quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they won <laughs> so what? Five years ago? They won a few years ago. Right? Oh, you're talking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, that was Mc, uh, McNabb. But they didn't win the Super Bowl, did they? They won. Oh, okay. Uh, and my favorite ever, the Polish rifle, Jaworski. Oh, Ron yeah. Jaworski, they call yeah. him the Polish rifle. Ron I love that. Uh, I don't think he was good. Uh, I think he might have made a Super Bowl. And he might have even been around for that invincible dude. Oh, yeah, Vince Papal. Around that, that era. Yeah, that's funny. But when you look at, for hockey fans, the Flyers were a oh. pretty big deal. I know what you're talking about, the Philly. I don't know. I forget. It was Nick Foles. That was yeah. the Nick Foles. Nick Foles came Eagles. in for. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, who was it? Carson Wentz was the quarterback. Went down and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I drove a guy to the <laughs> airport. Like, I drove a guy to the airport who was a huge Eagles fan, and it was that season. And I said, "Hey, um, let's see the Eagles in the Super Bowl." He slammed the door, and I said, "Like that's going to happen." Another reason I don't bet on sports. <laughs> and then they win. But I, I just wanted to be a nice guy. Hey, let's see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And he goes, right on, dude. Slams the door. And I'm thinking, that's never going to happen. And they won that year. It was so bizarre because Nick Foles, the backup quarterback, comes in. He plays amazing throughout the playoffs, Super Bowl. And then, like, he just, you know, the Rams give him a big contract. He doesn't get anything going there. The Eagles bring him back, doesn't get anything going. It's so crazy how that can happen. It's weird. Uh, your boy uh, that just threw for uh, the Raiders the other day. Oh, Jimmy G? Yeah, it's like I really looked at him and thought he was mentored through a great program, a great coach, shadowed behind one of the bigger shadows in the last couple of decades. And I thought oh, he is just going to own it for the Niners. This is going to be game changing. And they end up with Mr. Irrelevant, who's yeah. doing quite well himself. But isn't it a weird game? And I, I don't know how you felt about him if you saw something that was weak. But I looked at this guy like, damn it, you know, the Niners are going to do it with this guy. Well, my only concerns with Jimmy was that was his health. And that's it's came up again. I mean, it's always something mm -hmm. different, but it's always something. That's the problem. He had a, he's on a concussion protocol for the Raiders now. And it's you're like and the poor guy, you feel bad for him because yeah. you know that he has heart. He wants to be out there playing, but it just just Whatever gets reason. dinged up. Yeah. Yeah, it is so weird. Then, then we think of, um, I'm even going to say his name right. Wrong. Excuse me. Goth? He, I, oh, Goth. Garrett, Jared Goth. Goth. Yeah. Goth. Yeah. yeah, he was the guy. He did the, the fun little bit there at Ventura. And yeah. now who's, who's he throwing for? He's for, with uh, Detroit. And Detroit's very happy with him. Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those rare yeah. times where both teams seem happy with happy the trade. Happy with what they got. But it's because the Rams, don't really, Rams fans don't know much about football. Where is he going to go? I might take that out. <laughs> yeah. Edit. Edit. I won't. I won't. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, with Goff over there, and it's just funny, though. You, you get somebody and you move around. And, um, I, again, I don't know enough about the game, but I love watching it. Yeah. Well, Detroit is is a good team, and, and Jared Goff is a seemingly good, serviceable quarterback. But Detroit has problems that go a little – it's kind of like the Jerry Jones thing, that the, problem, the problems are higher up than the actual team and even higher than the coaching. But the other problem is you were that good, but you weren't Montana. Yeah. You were that good, but you weren't Brady. You were that good – but you weren't Bradshaw. You know, each era we've got some dominant quarterbacks. Look at uh, uh, even at Troy. He won three with the Cowboys, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. He was so good. Yeah, he was brilliant. And that's one of the things. We got a really good quarterback. Here's the problem. You know, but he's not that guy. And, and he went down with concussion, and he was mm -hmm. pulled out for a concussion. There, uh, there was a – I heard a story, Lee Steinberg was talking about 
after they won the NFC Championship, Troy got his bell rung so bad in San Francisco, he was at the hospital. And the Dallas had won the, won the game. And Lee Steinberg, his, his agent, was sitting there, and he was talking to him. And, and Troy goes, hey, Lee, uh, he goes, did, did we win the game? He's like, yeah, we won. We won. So they celebrated, and they're sitting there talking, talking. Hey, Lee, did we win that game? Mm-hmm. He asked him who they played. Yeah. He, well, remember the three questions for boxers? Who are you? Where are you? And what are you doing? And there was a fan. I forget which boxer it was, but they were. He gets blasted and he hits the deck and he gets up and they say, "Who are you? Got it right. What are you doing? Fighting for the title. Where are you?" He looked up and he saw a casino and he said, "Vegas." He was in Jersey. Oh. He said he just tried to just trying to make he it just up. tried to make it up as it goes. But that and that's the the level. When you look at that, and somebody asking again. Well, you've man. seen it in movies where the the doc, you know the doctor's trying to see if a fighter is okay, and they're like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And the you know the coach is tapping how many fingers he's mm-hmm. holding up on his back. While they're it, that's a it's a hairy thing. And most of the great quarterbacks, that's how they left. I mean, Steve Young left with concussion. He you know he wasn't planning on retiring, and the t- decision was made for him. But it's interesting you say that though about the. The quarterback lineage, because the 49ers went from Montana to Young. Everybody remembers that. But they also went straight from Young to another really good quarterback, Jeff Garcia, who had four Pro Bowls. But 49ers fans don't like him. And they, they don't because he had these impossible shoes to fill. And I look at the, the, the Chicago Bears. You, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Walter Payton. Yes. Probably one of the best, most likable human beings on earth. And he was replaced by a really good running back named Neil Anderson. He had these huge shoes to fill, and not a lot of people know who he was, but he was a really good running back. Yeah, it's it's so tough. It's so tough. Now, And even because you didn't win it all, he just looked right. Like, if you were a player in the Jordan years, sorry, done. He won six. You're out. Yeah. You know, and you might, oh, that guy was good. And that's that's the interesting thing. That's what I love about sports, actually. As we wrap this one up, when is your collector card show? Yeah, our collector show is coming up on this Sunday, October 1st. And you can come by and see all, there's all kinds of 49er stuff and Eagle stuff. There's going to be lots of fight stuff. So uh, come out, check it out. Star Wars, you name it, everything's going to be there. So Your turn. kid's got a table. What's that? Your kid's got a table. Yeah, Tommy's doing his uh, hero ship. He's going to be, he has a presentation. We actually had, that's what I was going to bring in this morning. I had a really cool piece that came in yesterday. It's an original passenger list from the Borenquin in the 1930s. And it has like the captain's name, has pictures and all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. And uh, that just came in. And that was another name of the Lajanel? Yeah, Borenquin was the original name when it it was um, built and birthed. It was uh, that was, <laughs> when it when it came out into the sea. It was the Born Quinn ninety three years ago. Wow! So that's happening this Sunday, October first, Ventura County Fairgrounds. We are done for today. Thanks for listening to fifteen ninety. Afterwards, be sure to like, subscribe, and tell all of your friends.